Hey, happy, healthy new year, 2021, everybody. Uh, this is Dr. Bill Jensen. Welcome back to another episode of the Evolve Wellness Experience. Uh, if you're like me and you uh, were eating a little bit more than you should have been and drinking a little bit more than you should have been and you gained a little extra pounds like I have, so we're uh, getting getting nasty, getting back into those workouts again, eating right, tuning things up. Uh, so today we got an awesome guest today. He's my personal trainer for the last couple years, and he's going to be talking about diet and exercise tips for you so that you can tune up and look great for the beach uh, in this coming uh, summer season coming up. So enjoy. All right. Yeah, there's no doubt. I put a couple inches on this year. I even had a patient come into me and goes, man, doc, you look like you've been enjoying the holidays. So I said, man, can't have that. <laughs> I can, I cannot have that. A little too much. A little too much. So my boy Tyler here, uh, like I said, he's been training me for a couple of years and uh, he's going to get me back on track and whip me back into shape. And we've already got back in the gym or last week and I'm sore, man. Yeah. I'm really, really sore. Definitely motivated, though. The effort's <laughs> yeah. there. Always. Yeah, dude. The effort's always there. Always. So basically, uh, before we get into uh, a little bit about you and all this exercise, before I forget, my my goddaughter, Maddie Horniak, has been like on my case. She's like, you know what? I listen to every single one of your podcasts and you never give me a shout out. So shout out to Maddie. Maddie. Even though... Uh, you're going to UND for volleyball next year, and I'm a Minnesota boy, and that's not cool. Uh, mad props to you. So I hope you guys do really good this season, and uh, it's everything that you hoped it would be, obviously. So shout good out luck, to Maddie. Maddie. So, you know, before we get into exercise and stuff like that, why don't you tell the listeners out there, you know, how, how did you kind of get into all this stuff about exercise and everything else? Uh, you know, tell us a little bit about you and what, what brought you interest to this. So I think dating back, um, getting my bike stolen is probably the way Your how I got stolen. introduced into exercise. <laughs> um, yeah, I was living in an apartment complex and uh, I went to play on the playground and got off the swings and my bike was missing. No kidding. So I had to go home. How old were you? Four. 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 Okay. <laughs> it was evening time. Still light out. Wasn't too bad. And uh, it was in an apartment complex. So the apartment's right there. Um want to say five, five years old. And I went home and had to face my dad and tell him, uh, the new bike you got me is gone. And mm -hmm. I uh, just had to walk home. So he's like, uh, well, we're going to go back to the park and uh, find that Mickey Mouse bike I just <laughs> bought you for Christmas. You were on um, a Mickey Mouse bike? Yeah, I was on a Mickey Mouse bike. It had the little like square on the, um, on the rims with Mickey spinning around in there. Yeah, it was like green and blue. It was cool, man. I'm Don't never going to forget this. Don't try to play me. <laughs> <laughs> I do my little pop wheelies and catwalk the bike but um so in my apartment complex um casey chung taekwondo mm. had um started doing classes there so it was an offer hey you can come for a week for free come to the clubhouse mm. and we will teach you martial arts one day i was like what better time than to get my kid into something that's going to help him defend himself for the mm. next person that comes and tries to take his stuff or yeah you know so um so we actually Got there, and uh, I loved it. It was fun. It was something different. Uh, learning martial arts is cool. And my dad, when I went home and, and talked to him about it, he said, all right, well, here's the agreement. If you start this, you got to finish this. And that means you're going to go from white belt all the way to black belt. 
So before you say you want to do this, are you ready for that commitment to go all the way? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Dad, of course, of course. Of course, yeah, yes. You want, of course. I'm a finisher. Right. That's <laughs> you know, you start something, you got to finish, right? Everyone does. Mm-hmm. So that is actually where it started. And um, after that, I just kind of kept rolling with it. About a year in, I was progressing pretty quickly. Uh, my mom's job relocated us to Texas. So we moved out to Texas. I kept continuing with Taekwondo. I ended up getting to my black belt and went to the Junior Olympics five times representing the state wow. of Texas. Yeah. Um, gold in two. No, gold in three and silver in two mm-hmm. um, at a young age. And uh, my dad actually ended up opening up two martial arts schools in Texas. And I was the teacher for all the students. Hmm. So everyone that came into that door, I taught them from white belt to black belt. I have about five black belts mm-hmm. under me that I taught and got there. And um, that's really where it all started. Um, and the crazy part was is that I wa- I'm a very passive, quiet, not aggressive person, but I was just really good at it. Yeah. Really good, coachable, mm-hmm. um, gave effort, and my dad kind of gave me no options. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's where it started, where I honed in more on um, exercising and the science behind it was in college, actually. In high school, I transitioned to playing football. Um, I didn't have a lot of experience, but I had uh, a lot of martial art background. So I had good awareness of my body. I was coachable. Somebody could say, hey, do this, and I would do it. Mm-hmm. And I would do it with 100% effort. Um, I ended up earning a scholarship um, to junior college in Kansas. Went out there for a year. Team wasn't that good, but it allowed me some exposure to the world of college, sports, um, different training programs. And that is when I really became interested in the strength and conditioning side of of just exercise in general, you know, what, how does strength and conditioning complement what you're doing to make you better at the sport or at, you know, your functional activity, daily activity. And that's why I really said, okay, well, I want to dig deeper into this. And then I got into exercise science and um, wanted my major to be in kinesiology. Mm-hmm. And um, when I kinesiology really. Kinesiology being the study of movement. The study of movement. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, simple, but so important. Because we all have to move every day. Vital. Mm-hmm. Vital. So I was in junior college for a year. I transferred to South Alabama in Mobile. And there they had a awesome, awesome, awesome strength and conditioning program. I mean, in five weeks there, I was busting through strength plateaus that I never even realized I had. Um, a lot more awareness to mobility, flexibility, um, power output, Mm -hmm. Um, how to eat better, determining, you know, on your energy expenditure, different things like that. And just how the body was responding to this program was just amazing. And I was like, wow, there's so it's so much deeper than just pick this weight up, move it around and be a lunk in the weight room. You want to be the strongest guy. (laughs) Uh, It's so much deeper than that for male and female. I Mm -hmm. mean, the female athletes, phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It's a lot stronger than some of the guys pound for pound and it, it's pretty it's, no doubt about it yeah yeah it's definitely um exciting to see how science correlates into exercise mm-hmm. um, so that is really how i um gained my interest in it even though i've been a lifelong athlete it wasn't until early 20s mm-hmm. that i really got 
involved into how can I use this and how can I bring it to other people to help them become the best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so to give you a background, so we used to, we, we met CrossFitting together, actually. Yes. We, we, I'd see him and, and you were doing a little bit of personal training at that time, you right. know, with your group over there. And I was just involved in the CrossFit stuff, you know, and I've, and, and for me, exercise, you know, I've, I went everywhere, you know, as a young kid, I was, I was that guy trying to see how much can you bench? How much can you squat? You know, and then that parlayed, you know, in my early twenties into like powerlifting, you know, and in Minnesota, um, at that time as a 22 year old, 181 pound junior, I set the state record for bench press at 360 pounds, you know, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, being as big as possible, you know, that translated, you know, basically when I was in Cairo school and stuff like that to like, again, being more functional, you know, I didn't want to be so big, I couldn't button the collar on my neck. But I still wanted to be functional, flexible, be in really, really good shape and be more lean at that point. Right. Um, And so CrossFit really brought that to me because you weren't sitting there busting out three sets of eight reps at a bench and then three sets of eight reps on a fly and then three, you know, a tricep push down. You know, you were cleaning, you were jerking, you were pulling, you were running, you were right. burpees, you were box jumps, you were, yeah. you know, and, and and that got me to where I went. But then rotator cuff tear in my right shoulder uh, sidelined me for the better part of six months. Got back into traditional training again because I was nervous about the, the, the complex compound movements. Right. Um, you know, rehabbed, everything got good. But, you know, again, it got old. I didn't really, you know, I wanted something fresh and new. And then I started CrossFit again. Didn't get injured this time. But then when you split off and got trifecta fitness going, I was yeah. like, all right, you know, now's the time to make the transition back into some cool stuff. Cause I saw some of the ways you were training your groups and I was like, all right, yeah, that looks fun. You know, um, there are some, definitely some CrossFit movements and totally. Totally. things we do, but it's, um, interval training and all the other different stuff we do on a regular basis. It's, it's a lot more fun for me and right. stuff like that. And I'm right. getting better results. So. I, I realized that you love the variety of training, mm-hmm. you know, due to your extensive background with strength, throwing in the mobility and throwing in the, the functional movement. It seemed very exciting for you, mm-hmm. just different and still giving you that sense of like challenge and yeah. that sense of just competition mm-hmm. with yourself yeah. to get better. Mm-hmm. So I felt like you blended right into my style um, of just bringing it all together, hypertrophy, mm-hmm. strength, power, mobility, flexibility mm-hmm. um, and, and rehab prehab movements to keep you safe along the way yeah. and uh, maintain a lot of that strength that you had early on. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool to see how you adapted into the different just modalities, different mm-hmm. um, movements and mm-hmm. just challenging your body in different ways. It was really exciting for me to see as we like took yeah. on the task. Yeah. So now it's like, I don't feel like I'm pig- pigeonholed into like one, like certain thing. Like, right. I mean, shoot, dude, just the other day I, I did a PR on bench 370, 370. right? So lifetime PR. now I'm 45. That right. 360 back when I was 22. So I'm double my age, and yet I'm putting up more weight than I did when I was 22 years right. old. And I'm not doing the same training tactics that I was right. where I used to go. Like we don't bench I used two to, three times a week. Yeah, I used to. <laughs> I used to do heavy light days on bench, and I'd cycle down when I try to get to powerlifting competition mm-hmm. where. You know, on the heavy days, I go three sets of eight, then the next week, seven, then six, then five. And I and I just cycle it all the way down till I could get to that three reps, one rep max, yes. you know, super heavy. And now we're not doing any of that. And then I'm putting up more weight, like you said, right. going through plateaus. And that 370 felt good. Yes, it was fast. And yet I still, like in March, I want to go run a half marathon. So I can't just be doing like heavy powerlifting all the time. I need, I need conditioning. I need everything, like you right. said. 
Um, and I think that's just a better workout plan for most people in general. So obviously we spoke about the fact that New Year's resolutions are coming around and obviously I, I, I don't know why the number is, but I think on average, like people start like their New Year's resolutions for about six weeks on diet and exercise yeah. and then they, they quit and they, they go back to their old habits again and stuff like that. So, you know, how, how do you attack New Year's resolutions so far as um, not only your clients and, and what you recommend to them, but like just things you do for yourself? One um, goes back to the old acronym KISS. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm. And not to say anyone's stupid, but I find that when New Year's comes around, we have this high level of motivation, you know, at least five out of 10 if we were to put it on a scale. And we kind of have these extreme goals. Um, and you're already kind of planning to fail when you have these goals that are just above and beyond. And it's good that you see that vision for yourself. But one, you should uh, make it tangible. Write it down so you get a visual. You know, you're writing it down. That's your thoughts. Um, two, plan it out in smaller increments. Maybe say, hey, this is where I want to be in four weeks. This is where I want to be in six weeks, mm-hmm. eight weeks. Instead of just saying, hey, this year I'm going to lose 100 pounds. All right, well, maybe let's let's take a couple of steps back and say, how are we going to maybe find a coach to restructure nutrition? Uh, maybe we're going to find just a gym location that we're able to maintain a consistent level of activity, mm-hmm. the small steps, you know, maybe, yeah. Hey, January 1st, get off the couch and walk to the mailbox. Yeah. January 2nd, mm-hmm. we're going to go past the mailbox to the neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> January 3rd, we're going to go to the stop sign right. and be okay with, you know, giving yourself credit for those small things that mm-hmm. are going to lead up to the big goal. Yeah. And those are things that can be accomplished every day. Sometimes if we just look at the big picture and not the little things that it's going to take to get there, mm-hmm. we can um, get drowned in all these different resolutions or all these plans. If by week three you're already kind of frustrated and upset, you might have bit off more than you could chew mm-hmm. a little bit early, you know, and think about the longevity of your plan, not just I have four weeks to lose 50 pounds. Right. It's not going to happen that way. Yeah. And if you're just totally lost, um, you should go seek a resource that's going to help you kind of hone in on your plan. Mm -hmm. Find a coach, uh, find a a, a nutritionist or, you know, find a chiropractor. If you're like, hey, my body's just been feeling out of whack. And that's what's really been making me lack motivation to go to the gym or to just go outside and walk. Mm -hmm. So maybe try to take a second to find the root of the issue first. What you think is stopping you. Attack that. And then go back to your plan and say, how can we chip away at this? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, when it comes to goals, I mean, whether or not it's goals in in, in health, in, in diet and exercise, in, in business, mm-hmm. in life in general, I, I 100% agree. You got to write it down. Um, you know, one thing I learned over the last year following, you know, uh, another individual that I admire is morning and night. So first thing in the morning, you write down your goals, whatever those goals may be on personal self, fitness, health, life, finances, spirituality, whatever that might be. And then again at night before you go to bed and you just grind and ingrain that into you that every right. single day. It's just a daily reminder. Uh, second Forming thing, a, a new good habit. Right. It's just, yeah, it's just another good habit mentally, mentally you know, um, yes. and it just gets into your subconscious mind. And then the other thing is, you know, there's never unrealistic goals. There's unrealistic time frames. So, you know, at the end of the day, like you said, if you want to lose 100 pounds, nope, you can do anything you want to do as long as you put your mind to it and put the consistent effort in. Right. Um, but you're not going to do that in four weeks. Right. You know, and so when you only lose, you know, four pounds and you get frustrated, like, well, screw this, I can't lose weight. 
Yeah. I mean, there might be a reason behind it right. hormonally or something else you're doing dietarily wise. Right. But um, yeah, you, you got to have realistic time frames. And the most important part I know, because, you know, I used to I didn't used to have goals for fitness and goals for diet or weights or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um because it just always was something I enjoyed and I never put like a lot more effort into it than that. Right. My goals were always business goals. And so I used to have a coach as far as my business was concerned. And I got to a certain level in business and all my uh, peers were like, man, like, you know, you do so well for yourself. You know, why do you still have a coach? And I said, because the coach holds me accountable to make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Because the moment you get, you know, to the top of any level of fitness, personal life, anything like that whatsoever, you tend to like relax a little bit and slack and then you're going to start to lose those gains and benefits. So I always say, coach, you know, why do I love working out with you? Because finish the 10 more push-ups, Bill, you know, you're not skipping out on less exercise. You're not going to back down on the reps. You're not going to back down on the effort when somebody's over your shoulder grinding right. on you a little bit and making right. sure you do what you do. And so I think getting a coach personally for fitness and health and diet and yeah. exercise is, is crucial, you know? And so I fulfill that role with a lot of the patients that come in just on their health goals and stuff like that and diet and accountability yeah. and stuff. But I mean, it's awesome that you're on my ass yeah. <laughs> and it's, making um, me do it. <laughs> it's good to have somebody kind of help you hone in on your energy because mm-hmm. like you said, um, or like I said, if we have 100 pounds to lose and we're real energetic, but we're not putting that energy into the plan correctly, mm-hmm. we're wasting a lot of energy, you know, yeah. and um, it allows you having a coach to be more intentional, mm-hmm. you know, and then it can kind of show you, hey, I need to balance my energy because, yes, I do have my time for business, but now I also need to put my energy into personal development. I need to also yeah. put my energy into this or that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yes, you're motivated, but how are you using that energy? Mm-hmm. And is it intentional? So yeah. maybe not even a goal, but just an intention. Like, hey, my intention mm-hmm. is to 2.5 pounds a week. Yeah. And how many weeks, you know, will it take? Mm-hmm. It'll, you know, 10 months. Yeah. We could still hit that 100-pound goal, mm-hmm. and it's okay because you, now you have a longer timeline, and you know that this is an intention I can put consistent energy into, mm-hmm. right? Because if we don't want to put energy into something that, like you said, you'll fall by the wayside or you get to that top level where you're satisfied and then the energy goes down. Mm-hmm. But having that coach or that accountability to say, all right, we're five months in. Mm-hmm. Remember our 10-month goal, right? Yeah. We're halfway. We might have fell off a little bit, but hey, mm-hmm. maybe if we push it a little and go for three pounds now, we could still meet this goal. You know, right. we just have to adapt and readjust. Yeah. So it's good to bounce ideals off someone. You know, I bounce my ideals off you. You mm-hmm. bounce them off me. And we're like, yeah. all right, let's get after it. Yeah. And I guess the only other thing I would just add to that is, you know, why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to get in shape? What's your purpose? You know, but that's the underlying like reason. That's the drive. Right. That's the motivation. That's the fires, the purpose behind that. And then also understanding is where is that fitting into your whole entire life? You know, is there some areas of your life that are not so good and healthy, like, you know, excess work hours or um, family time's not where it should be or anything else? Like, how are you going to fit those workouts in? How are you going to fit your diet in when you're the only one eating good at the dinner table and then everybody else is eating like yes. crap in your family, you know? Yes. All those so, external yeah, distractions. You know, or a person's like, yeah. 
trying to quit smoking, yet their their husband or wife are smokers all the time. The How successful are they going to be at that? Yeah. You know, so it's got to be like a, a, a total life change in some instances because right. otherwise, there's one area that'll sabotage another, and right. and you know, it's not intentional, but it does happen. Obviously, what's the biggest mistake that you see people, um, you know? making that causes them to fall short of their goals? Is, is it biting off more they can chew? Is it, it's like you said, unrealistic expectations? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, where do you see it with your clients? I think it becomes uh, attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Um, where I see it with my clients is a lot of times I have to remind them that I'm a coach who expects a certain level of motivation when you come to see me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a dentist. I don't pull teeth. So I'm yeah. not going to pull your teeth <laughs> to be here every day and mm-hmm. to to come into the gym and try hard. Those should be things that you naturally want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to make sure you're executing the plan that we have properly, make sure it looks good, make sure you're safe. But I think people fall short in the fact of, like we said, the the little details or giving yourself a pat on the back sometimes and say, hey, I don't look the way I want to yet, but I'm doing something about it. Mm-hmm. And be proud of yourself for doing something about it. Yeah. Even if it was just getting off the couch today and even just calling a coach, mm-hmm. even just finding out information, mm-hmm. that's a small win. Mm-hmm. So don't get so caught up in the big picture that you don't appreciate yourself for those small wins. Yeah. But just make sure that you do have a plan to hit those smaller goals. I see that everyone comes out sprinting when it's a marathon. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to kind of find a pace, settle in, mm-hmm. and and small changes along the way. Mm-hmm. Sm- small changes can go a long way. So don't try to do this whole big, it's January 1st. I'm going to go hard January 1st. It really shouldn't be about January 1st. Mm-hmm. You know, what was the difference from December to January? Nothing. Yeah. Just your mindset and how much energy mm-hmm. you want to put into those goals. Mm-hmm. So, um, I always love when people say, I'm going to start on Monday. Right. Why don't you start on Sunday? Like, right. not doing anything. Right. Exactly. <laughs> because Monday's my start day. Like, right. it's, it's, no and different. a lot of people <laughs> let past and let future kind of stagnate them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're either worried about what we did in the past to get like this. We're worried if we can even reach our goal in the future. So we, we aren't present, we mm-hmm. aren't handling business now. And I I just like to remind people when you come in, don't worry about how it's going to feel tomorrow. Don't worry about how you felt yesterday, Mm -hmm. right? Give it up right now and be proud of yourself for doing it right now. And if you take that mentality into each day, Mm -hmm. you're going to chip away at your goal. And and you'll see over time Mm -hmm. that statue you're chiseling away at is going to look beautiful in the end. Small, consistent changes over time yield massive results. There's this, no doubt about it. And we all want to go from where we're at to like the end of the line and be like there in an instant, that instant gratification. But right. uh, it's grind mentally, physically, right. and you got to do all the little things right. The attention exactly. to detail. And if you is like the instant key. gratification, gra- you know, congratulate mm-hmm. yourself on the little things that yeah. you accomplish. Cool. Hey, everybody. One of the go-tos that I have as far as muscle recovery in my workouts is uh, a little something called photobiomodulation. That's a huge word. It's a tongue twister. But what I do is I use these massive LED panels that are called Juve panels, J-O-O-V-V. 
and it has infrared light on there, which you can't see, and it also has uh, red light therapy. But what it does actually is it helps your muscles recover and uh, gets the inflammation out of them. And so you can sit there and just crank out workouts and like you're not so sore the next day. So from a recovery standpoint, that, that's definitely my go-to. But above and beyond that, there's so many other benefits. There's over 5,000 research studies on red light therapy and how it benefits the body. And some of the other benefits are skin health, uh, muscle recoveries we said, improved athletic performance, um, improved sexual performance. Who doesn't need that, right? And uh, body contouring, so you'll actually get thinner. You have mental clarity. And one crucial thing for me is sleep. Uh, definitely when I'm in that panel for 10 minutes and only takes 10 minutes, I sleep super, super good. And that's also important for recovery. So check out Juve, J-O-V-V. They have uh, devices you can use at home. And uh, it's a non-negotiable so far as my muscle recovery. All right. Big question. This is the big question everybody's going to oh, love. Because there's guys out there, there's girls out there, and there's guys and girls out there, and some of them want to lose weight. Some of them want to put on size. So what's uh, any, any tips or secrets in order to best ways to burn fat mm-hmm. and build muscle? Tips and secrets. Oh, man, there's so much information out there. There's so much information out there that uh, you could get lost in it. Um, I would say, uh, one, getting a coach. Mm -hmm. Getting a coach that you can bring your goals to and bring your intentions to, and they can kind of help you sort it out. Um, Like they say, anything can work if you stick to it. Mm -hmm. Some people are like, well, does paleo work better than keto? Pescatarian lifestyle, vegan lifestyle, Anything can work and you stick to it, but it's good to also know a little bit of your genetic background Mm -hmm. and hormones, Mm -hmm. hormones. Um, If you have some hormones that aren't working properly and you're constantly crushing cardio, trying to lean out and putting yourself in a calorie deficit, but the hormones are already out of whack, you were kind of already fighting against yourself to begin with. Yeah. Where cardio and eating clean could have worked perfectly if the body was balanced. Mm -hmm. So, um... Kind of just getting a self-assessment, um, whether it's blood work, finding a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're working internal mm-hmm. and external, right? Yeah. Internal, knowing what's going on in your body. External, finding a coach. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many different ways to go about it. Mm-hmm. Me personally, um, I've trained my body and been training so long where my body can switch what it wants to use for energy pretty smoothly. I can use carbs for energy. If I'm lacking carbs, my body will go to fat for energy. Mm -hmm. Um, I do a lot of protein. If I don't have protein, amino acids to help preserve muscle. My formula would be eat enough to satisfy your muscle. You know, have enough fats to satisfy organ health, skin health, brain health. Mm -hmm. Uh, Enough carbs for just enough energy for the output that you're requiring of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just try to find the balance from there with a coach. You know, Mm -hmm. again, it comes down to balance. Yeah. And some people's body, like keto for me, is not the best. I have history in my family of high, um, bad cholesterol. Yeah, so you don't want to be eating a lot of fat So we don't want a lot of fat. Even if it's good, too Mm -hmm. much of a good thing can be bad. Yeah. So me doing keto is kind of counterproductive, where for me, paleo works. And carb cycling, because mm-hmm. paleo is like, oh, don't do carbs. Well, for someone who's lifting weight, throwing around a lot of body weight, boxing, mm-hmm. you know, that require power output for a long period of time, 
you need carbs, you know, and mm-hmm. you need to be taking care of your muscle because you're asking your muscle to not only be strong, but be strong for a long time mm-hmm. and recover and feel better so we can do it again tomorrow. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of it is sleep and recovery. Um finding out the macronutrient balance, and then nutrient density. Mm-hmm. Let's say you are not eating a lot. You at least want to make sure you're getting nutrient-dense foods or maybe adding certain things to a smoothie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, foods that are nutrient-dense can't really say superfood because there's not one thing that's better than another. Yeah, there's so many. Right? But we want to balance. Um, and if we are in a calorie deficit because we're trying to shrink a little bit, we still need to make sure we're getting nutrients for overall health. Mm-hmm. You know, um, skinny doesn't mean healthy. Fat doesn't mean out of shape. Mm -hmm. You know, muscles doesn't mean strong. Mm -hmm. So you have to know what you're putting in your body for what you're trying to get out. Um, So I guess to bring it to bring it all back in is anything can work if you set up a proper plan and just be willing to go seek the information. I have a coach. You know, you have a coach Mm -hmm. business wise, health wise. You know, um, personal development, however, maybe your spouse is a part of your support system. So build a support system that's going to help you get to your goal. I'm not going to say one diet's better than the rest because every diet has its success stories. Yeah. You know, but um, hone in, have someone calculate, you know, what you're doing um, to what you need to eat, balancing it out. If things aren't working over time and you check back in, then it could be something going on internally. Mm-hmm. You know, um, go get a panel done, blood work. Yeah, you know? I don't, I don't, I don't know if you realize. So my girlfriend, whose birthday is today, uh, happy birthday, Doctor Amber Worley, the big three four happy today, Doctor Worley. That's right. So she was on uh, a podcast a few times ago, uh, and we talked about intermittent fasting, and that was one of the the tactics that she used to lose an immense amount of weight um, mm-hmm. several years back, um, and get in really pretty good shape and stuff like that. What she noticed, um, and you train her too, um, this last year or so, is that weight, that that tactic that she's using, and, and she's doing the exact same thing that she did before, and she wasn't the weight it was counterproductive. It, it wasn't this coming past off year. her this last right. year. So, what changed was it age? Was it you know anything else uh, lifestyle wise? And so she just did a Dutch panel, uh, which is a pretty uh, pretty involved hormone analysis. Uh, looking at estrogen, progesterone, and all the other major hormones. And mm-hmm. uh, she had a consult with the physician, the DO, to kind of talk about the results. And what we found, um, potentially, we have to get a backup panel uh, done, is her thyroid might be t- la- lax um, as a result of a couple different lifestyle habits and stuff because we're grinding and stress and everything right. else. Um, and so her thyroid might be a little low. And she and, and the reason that is potentially is iodine. She, she never, never, never consumes any foods that would have iodine in it. Yeah. Never, never, never put salt on anything right. which would have iodine. And so she might be la- lacking iodine, which is yeah. causing to hypothyroid, which is slowing down metabolism, yeah. and she can't take the fat off as yeah. a result of that. So it'll be interesting to see when the iodine panel comes back to see if that's the case, very simple fix, but you know, she might be iodine deficient. And so, and, and piggybacking off that, I agree. There's no really right diet, you know? Right. And I think a genetic analysis, there's a company called DNA fit, um, which is pretty cool. They'll actually do a genetic analysis of you and they'll actually tell you kind of from a macronutrient standpoint, like what the best way to eat. So as you go low carb, high carb, moderate, Fat, not fat. Right, balance across the board. Yeah, so I think from a dietary standpoint, that's probably the best way to go is just kind of see genetically. And they always say, like, you know, um, 
your you know your genetic history your, your or um you know your family history like what region are you from are you northern european or are you south american you know right. you should really eat for like where your background comes from right. you know that's what your genetics are really programmed for mm-hmm. so I would agree with that is, is figuring out genetically what's going on and then tailor made the diet to suit your needs for fat loss, muscle growth, whatever you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Um, so like you said, uh, no particular diet plan. There's really one better than the other. It's got to be custom made for you. You know, keto doesn't work for me either. Right. Um, I need carbs, you yeah. know, and actually I, I burn fat better when I'm eating carbs. Right. So that kind of counterintuitive, you know, as a lot of people yeah. would probably think about it. But if someone wants to get started on a fitness routine, mm-hmm. what would you what would you recommend? Let obviously the, the listeners out there right now, you know, some maybe never exercise, want to get in, or are beginners. Some intermediate. Some people are probably advanced. You know, you recommend, like you say, getting a trainer. Would they do group? Do you think it's more important that they maybe do one on one coaching in the beginning, and then maybe progress to a group where they're not as much supervision? Like you know, to be safe. You know, right. what do you, what do you think's best for them? Uh, for a newcomer into fitness in general, definitely personal uh, training, a one-on-one uh, setting with your trainer. That way they can do an assessment. And if, let's say, oh, I used to be an athlete, I just haven't worked out in 10 years, mm-hmm. you should still do an assessment because mentally you probably still have that competitive drive. Yeah. But the body is definitely, <laughs> it's you know, there. it's been 10 years. Things are dormant. The body's saying yes, and the body will say no. (laughs) Right, right. So it sometimes takes a trainer to to kind of wheel you back in like, hey, I don't want you jumping into group just yet because I'm going to push you. I'm going to challenge you. And there's going to be two or three seconds where my eyes are on the person next to you, and I want to make sure nothing, you know, falls between the cracks to take away from your safety, Mm -hmm. things like that. So definitely getting an assessment for yourself personally and then letting the trainer recommend if you should, hey, maybe do a group setting. Mm -hmm. It's great for motivation. You have other people there just, you know, grinding alongside you. Um, Or, hey, we need to do one-on-one for a month. And then at the month, we'll reassess and then maybe put you into group after the month of just some prerequisites. Yeah. Prerequisites, for Mm -hmm. sure. Make sure you meet prerequisites and make sure your trainer kind of sets a standard for some prerequisites Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to movement Mm -hmm. and um, making sure you're eating enough. Yep. And that all ties back into burning fat and building muscle. Mm -hmm. I like to use this method. It's like peripheral heart action Mm -hmm. where we change exercises from upper to lower body in a fashion that creates us to keep the heart rate in a fat burning zone. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're eating enough to properly fuel your body and, you know, Putting your body in that fat burn zone, ultimately, over time, you will see, the scale won't really say it, but your body composition changing. Sure. Right? Muscle weighs more than fat. Mm -hmm. You're like, my pants are looser, but the scale hasn't moved a pound. Well, you know, guess what? Simultaneously, you are teaching your body how Mm -hmm. to burn fat, and you are building muscle. Yeah. So, you know, rest times, intensities, things like that can also change, which zone your heart's in but if you're using resistance training as a means of mm-hmm. toning sculpting getting stronger mm-hmm. it all kind of hones in together and i think the best way to say would be the balance you know know your body balance out the diet exert yourself through good activity get recovery and sleep have a way to decompress mm-hmm. and just continuously repeat that cycle mm-hmm. and you know have someone to check in and keep you accountable yeah ultimately you will end up getting the body that you want and then you can always change your calorie intake or how you're balancing out fats, protein, carbs, fiber. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, then 
you know, we'll we'll get into the smaller details, timing, supplementation, yeah. mm-hmm. um, stress levels, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, it, it, most everybody can make massive, nice shifts in their body just with putting in good habits and right. time, right? Right. But uh, yeah, for some that want to get to the elite level, right? You know, that, that extra ten percent, that extra two percent of body fat off, right. yeah. So you're down to eight percent, you right. know, like all that stuff. Then, then you really got to fine tune and really look at totally. the the little tiny, tiny, tiny details, right? right. Because that's where it separates the next one percent from the rest of the the rest of everybody. Right. Um, and what I really do like about your classes is, like we said, I mean constant change like never know what i'm going into you know we'll do i'll do like groups uh monday wednesday friday you know then we'll do a little one-on-one personal training where i'm doing more heavy heavy lifting heavy movements but then again on a thursday we'll do like mobility so i'll do some cardio um i took a nice uh Nice 30-minute jog uh, down the road today just to, you know, get the blood going and get the heart pumping and, you know, work some cardio out a little bit. Um, But I know tomorrow when I go in, I'll be with a group and it'll be 40 to 60 minutes of just Mm -hmm. dynamic cardio, heart rate at like 150 beats a minute for that entire time. And I'll be pouring sweat and I can't lift my arms when I walk out. (laughs) Right. We have those dog days. We have those recovery days. We have those strength days. I feel Mm -hmm. like we've we've found a pretty good balance for how your body responds throughout the week to training. Mm -hmm. And you've maintained strength. You've leaned out. Your cardio is phenomenal. I mean, to even want to do a half marathon, you know that, mm-hmm. hey, you can meet that challenge, even yeah. with still being able to bench 370. Mm-hmm. Not too many people can say that, bro. Yeah. No, it's, it's, that's, and that's what we want. So, <laughs> and plus, my job is real functional. I, I, people, I say, like, you work out every single morning at, at 6 a.m. Why? And I said, because the times that I haven't, I've hurt myself adjusting people or I started to develop an issue and then it took like six weeks to go away. So, I just constantly stay fit. And a lot of chiropractors go on disability. Like a lot of people don't know that. It's, a, it's one of the highest disability professions in the world um, with wrists and shoulders and backs and all that stuff. All and, and, I, and I am 45 and been treating six days a week for 20 years and have, have never had to miss work as a result of an injury. So right. and, and working out is, is the reason behind it. So one thing that I was always questioning is like, you know, how often should I work out? You know, I've, you know, some people say I work out every day, you know, and then, you know, lift weights, cardio, this, that, you know, just, you know, constant movement and stuff. But then there has to be that balance of recovery. And I notice, obviously, as I've gotten older, I need more recovery. You know, that's why we started working those mobility days in because mm-hmm. I was just like I'm wrecked. So wrecked. I was like, <laughs> I felt like I've been in a car accident like every week, you know. Um, so. What's what's the ideal frequency really to to train in general? So different strokes for different folks where you have an athlete who's training for a certain task. They might end up doing two to three sessions a day, Mm -hmm. six days a week. Mm -hmm. Different emphasis. You know, one might be (laughs) speed and conditioning. The next one could be skill work. The third session could be stretching mobility, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, in the morning, power training, midday. You're sparring, you know, in the evening, you are um, more conditioning Mm -hmm. and you build the schedule around that and how your body responds. But for the general pop, three to four days, Mm -hmm. you know, with a good balance, upper, lower core should be integrated through that, making sure you have a good foundation of stability. Um, But three to four days, I feel like can be optimal, especially if you're balancing out your eating. Um, It gives enough time for recovery. 
Yeah. And that will, um, as you build a, a, a better threshold, yes, you could add in day five and day six. But realistically, the intensities will change. So, yeah, you could work out seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Are we counting stretching as a workout? Yeah. Know, are we counting, mm-hmm. you know, your light walk on the beach as a workout? Then, yeah, yeah, you might be able to work out seven times a week. Yeah. But I would say, like, hard training, breaking the body down, tearing those muscles down, breaking the immune system down three to four times. Yeah. Optimal That's to allow recovery. Really yeah. You know, even like, you know, like you said, like a walk. I mean, it's active recovery. Right. I mean, right. you, you you know, I, I get out um, on Sunday sometimes. I, those are days I, I never, never move a weight. But right. um, what I do do is I throw on my weighted vest, yeah. you know, 25 pounds in my weighted vest. And I go for about a three mile walk, you right. know, through my neighborhood, you know, get a good sweat going. But it's not taxing. Right. And it's, it's just, a low stim. Day. It's just yeah, very it's, low stimulus. Yeah. But still a stimulus. Yeah. Nonetheless, burning calories and doing something active and getting some sun outside. So, right. you know, that's that right. that's really been a good, good routine for me on Sunday. So, yeah. But sometimes people just grind and break their body down too much and don't recover. And right. that leads to injury and that leads to counterproductive measures yeah. as well, for sure. Um, supplement wise. um, God, I take so many supplements, dude. You should see. <laughs> One of these days, I'll have to post it on a site. Like, right. I have, like... We've seen your counter. A counter. <laughs> a counter. It's a counter. And my mom's like, I don't think that's good for you to take all those supplements. And I was just like, well... I could tell you the purpose for each of them. They're my foundation. There's a, there's right. foundational ones, and then there's ones that I use in circumstances, you right. know? And, and uh, so definitely, there's a couple go-tos that I've been using so far as, like, exercise and recovery okay. and stuff like that. So, what are you know for me like the the big one's creatine i mean that's that that from a i started i remember when that came out and i was um in college and i was utilizing that and i was yeah. like damn why didn't this stuff exist when i was in high school because it became so much stronger yeah and my muscle growth and speed yeah. and i was like wow this stuff's miracle then they started coming out and saying oh yeah athletes that take creatine are having heart attacks and i'm like Come on. Every time something good comes around, you got to have like a study that comes out that shows it's so damaging to Mm -hmm. people. So, Mm -hmm. uh, but creatine is a good one. What what do you love? Which ones are your go-tos? Me, I love um, essential amino acids. Oh, yeah. Me, I love. Not branch chain amino acids. Not branch chain, right. Those are garbage (laughs) (laughs) Kool-Aid. Yes. In, In the array of branch chain amino acids, then you have your EAAs, which are essential amino acids. Right. So if I was to just run down a list of what I would say every day, uh, Whole food multivitamin, mm-hmm. and you've put me onto a couple of brands that I really like. Yeah, I like uh, the Thorn, the Thorn's AM PM formula uh, is is awesome. I love that one. And omega three, mm-hmm. we've talked about benefits of omega three. Yep. Um, a actually magnesium. Yep. Due to studies, we show but half of America We're has so a, deficient. De- so deficient, and our diet doesn't complement that either. So right, our diet. <laughs> so magnesium. Um, for athletes, crazy recommendation, but women, 900 milligrams, men, mm-hmm. up to 1,200. And this is daily. Yeah, yeah you just got to be careful if you sometimes excess if you get loose stools. But right. I would just go right up to that threshold for sure. Um, Help my sleep out tremendously. My mm-hmm. muscle tension and soreness went down tremendously. Um, the one that I really like is the uh, it's by Jigsaw Health. They have a slow-release tablet um, mm. it's called CalMag SRT, yes. and uh, that's a rock-solid one for sure. Um, protein. If mm-hmm. you're not getting enough from food or maybe you're just a light eater, 
Um, there's different proteins for different purposes. You have heavier proteins that can act as a meal replacement. You yeah. have your weight isolates for like rapid um, absorption for like after a workout or maybe before if you need a little muscle energy. Mm-hmm. Then you have like casein for overnight so you don't go into so catabolism slow, slow while your body's, yeah. you know, recovering and mm-hmm. absorbing all the food from dinner mm-hmm. to have prepared for your body for the next day. Yeah. Um, so that and for immune health, um, I love elderberry. I love keeping elderberry involved. Um, I love oil of oregano. Mm-hmm. If you guys see it's a very good antiviral yeah. natural. If you start getting the sniffles, sore throat, a couple drops of that under your tongue for 20 seconds, mm-hmm. and, you know, you keep it moving. So, um, And the elderberry uh, is phenomenal. I have the actual elderberry, like, syrup they get from the elderberries. Yes. And, um, yes. and that's good, like a teaspoon of that, like, morning and night, if mm-hmm. you start to have, like, a sniffle coming on. And I believe yes. studies show that it reduces the cold by, like, knocks it out in, like, two days. Like, done. Yes. Zinc is huge. Zinc. Uh, that's, like, the... The, the granddaddy of all yes, immune responses. So this is like, you know, cause like if you want to work out and you want to get in shape and then all of a sudden you have like a cold sets in or a yeah. flu sets in and it yeah. sets you back two to three weeks, then you're back to square one again because you, you know how fast it come, you lose yes. fitness and size yes. and strength after you've worked out for four weeks and then two weeks later with not no activity, like it's gone. Like, yeah, totally, <laughs> so, totally. and then you're going to quit and then you're going to go back to mm-hmm. your ways. And so, yeah, immunity is huge. Yeah. So to piggyback off the zinc, it's crazy because as we work out and we put our body through these stressful environments, the immune system's breaking down as well, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I was actually having a, um, I have eczema and I sweat a lot. So I sweat out a lot of minerals and uh, I was actually lacking zinc. Mm-hmm. And my eczema was flaring up and I just couldn't understand it. And it definitely seemed like it was stress induced because I wasn't doing anything different. Sure. The sun would irritate me, mm-hmm. not sleeping. Started taking my zinc again, uh, 40 milligrams, about 40 milligrams for men, maybe 30 for women. Mm-hmm. And that's like top end, yeah. you know, and went away. Skin looked healthy again. Eczema mm-hmm. went right away. So it's just crazy how, like mm-hmm. you said, the immune response, how your body you know, we'll go through these different changes. And it was just a matter of I was lacking zinc. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would cramp a lot because I sweat a lot. So the magnesium, no more cramping, no more involuntary muscle spasms. Yeah. And no one likes to wake up to a charley horse in their hamstring middle of the boy, night. Oh, boy. Right? So they will fire you up out of bed in a hurry. Whew, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah. If you want to get a workout, go ahead and cramp up it's in the middle of the night. It's sore the next day. It's yes. like you like you like you pulled you your it muscle. Up. It's like yes. sore. It's like muscle damage. So, so yes. So yeah, whole food multivitamin, omega, the um, essential amino acids, mm-hmm. zinc, magnesium, obviously drinking a good amount of water, uh, at least your muscle weight in ounces, preferably yeah. your body weight in ounces, living in hotter states like Florida, you're For constantly sure. dehydrating. Mm-hmm. And um, that that would be the foundation. And there's different things that can veer off from there depending on your genetic makeup or yeah. how other things that are stressing your body you might yeah. need. Then you come in with your glutamines and right. like, you know. Yep. Um, and then you have nutrient-dense drinks like your your Organifi reds and your Organifi greens and your gold yep. for inflammation response. So awesome. there's a lot of different ways to mm-hmm. complement your base foundation of mm-hmm. supplementation. One, uh, one little-known one that I'll add at the end there um, – Colostrum. So colostrum, you can derive from like goat milk or other sources like that. And it's nature's like 
awesome, awesome immunoglobulin. Like basically it's in mother's milk. So it's right. what provides immune response into the babies or the infants or the, the, the tiny animals as they're developing and growing. Uh, one thing that people don't know, so immunity-wise, it's amazing. But the other little-known thing is it it has a lot of uh, IGF-1 growth factor in it. So if you want to put some size on and some muscle mass on, you take colostrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you cycle it on 10-week cycles. Um, solid. Really yeah. good for recovery. Really good for muscle growth. So colostrum yeah. is another go-to that I've used um, awesome. as of late. Um, oh, so, one more I wanted to shoot. add. Yeah, go, dude. And that you gave to me as well. Um uh, D3, K2. Oh, yeah. Right? Got to have it. And you We're so deficient. It. So, and then that's where the magnesium also comes in as well. Because if you have a magnesium deficiency, your body won't be using that D3 mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it needs to. Yeah. So making sure, you know, magnesium to complement the other mm-hmm. things as well. You know, what was interesting is that I did a DNA analysis and I found out that genetically I can't convert vitamin D into the usable form. Wow. So not not well anyway. Not so well. Right. so if I go out in the sun and I my body produces vitamin D, it doesn't it's convert it into the usable form. So right. I have to actually take a lot more vitamin D in order to get my levels to somebody maybe like you that go out in the sun and produce vitamin D or eat uh, things rich in vitamin D and and uh, it does right. you well. So I have to like right. really ramp up. I found that out actually out through that genetic program. And that's awesome that you went to look for that resource to right. do that because you would have never known otherwise. And the nice thing about a genetic analysis, you know, just ending on that would be you only have to do it one time. I mean, right. it's not like a, an annual thing that's you got to do. Genetic every, makeup. Like, that's right. your genetic makeup. <laughs> that is, it is what it is. And, you know, epigenetically, you can change things through lifestyle habits as far as how they express yourselves, but you know your tendencies and you know your weaknesses and stuff. So that's, that's crucial. Well, it's a lot of awesome information today, man. I can't thank you enough for, for coming on the program. So if people want to um, l- get in touch with you yeah. or, um, I know you got some different social media websites and they can kind of see some of the, you know, you, you training and stuff like that. You can, you can see them, you know, me busting my butt in the gym yeah, maybe sometimes too yeah. and see how it's at. How, where did they go to? How do they hook up so, with you? Trifecta Fitness is on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trifecta FWR on Instagram. Yep. Uh, my email's up there, my contact information. The website will be up soon, and I'll add those links to those social media platforms. Cool. But I know everyone has their Facebook and their Instagram, so just look for Trifecta Fitness on there. It's a, a black and silver logo. Mm-hmm. You'll see me, it's Trainer Ty, Coach Ty. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, definitely. Awesome, man. Well, thanks so much for coming on. I hope everybody enjoyed. Picked up a couple of different things there today. Uh, you can also see more um, of the company that I own, Premier Wellness Centers, at premierwellnesscenters.com. Uh, we're also on Instagram and Facebook at Premier Wellness Centers. And uh, actually, I have a, uh, a TikTok now. So it's pretty crazy. I, I have a TikTok video. I've growing population on there. So you can see me adjust people and stuff like that. It's uh, Dr. Bill Jensen um, at, at TikTok there. So. Uh, Hope you enjoyed the show. Look forward to seeing you next month for another awesome topic with another awesome guest. Thank you.